getting the best of a number, sometimes the difference between winning and losing. And then sometimes getting the best of the number doesn't help you one bit. We're going to try and give you the best of the numbers this week on the gambling edition of Sixth Year Seniors. And now, from a smoky sports bar off the Las Vegas Strip, after the final tickets have been cashed out for the evening, counting their money, or what's left of it, it's Alan Caps and Mike Watson, the Sixth Year Seniors! Mikey, how you doing? Oh, I'm alright, buddy. The shoot job's been a fiasco this week, but you deal with it, and then you go make some money. So that's what we're going to do. That, that's exactly it. Because we made money last week. For the first time all season, we can both say we're winners. The mortgage plays are winners. Everything's a winner. Don't have to sugarcoat it. It just is what it is. Is what it is. Absolutely. Mikey was a solid 7-5. and five. I was a very nice 10-6. and six. And both mortgage plays were easy, easy victories. We're going to do it again. we got to do it again now. Before we get there, got a couple of little notes for you. Apparently, we missed the big debut last Wednesday when college football started its crazy midweek stuff. It was the start of 48 straight days of football between college and pros, going from October 4th until November 21st, Wednesday, day before Thanksgiving, no football. But 48 straight days between October and November college or professional football on your television sets. God bless America. Also, we missed out on a key future anniversary. Monday was only 28 days away from the start of college basketball season. Good grief. Tom Flossen, you're having fun, man. Speaks up on you. Yeah, Mikey and I always say that, yeah, yeah, we do college football and we enjoy it, but our real love is college basketball. The first love, my one, my, my first, my only, my everything, all that stuff, right around the corner. Can't wait. Yeah, so in case you're interested and, and get your Turner Broadcasting geared up and ready to go, the Hall of Fame series is on opening day on the True TV network. It's Georgia and Oregon out in Las Vegas. The second so, so, game. So wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. That means we're actually firing up True TV for something other than playing games in the NCAA tournament and then the straight first and second round game? Wow. Yes. Yeah. We, we actually have to find True in October rather than March. Wow. Tremendous. And then the second game is on TNT. It's Kansas State and USC. And the, the latest news coming out of the uh, Bronny James camp is he's going to try and play sometime this season for USC. He's going to play. Bronny James is going to play. Yeah, you do yeah, it, Daniel LaRusso. Do it. And, and it came from legitimate sources. The James family actually came out and explained exactly what happened. He had a minor heart ailment. Wasn't a major deal. Did set him back, but he believes that he's going to be able to play sometime this season. Pardon me for being the pessimist, but I just hope this isn't a Hank Gather situation. Yeah, yeah, me too, me too. I, yeah. I'm hopeful because it seems like they're being very transparent about his health. Mm-hmm. 
you know, if, if they just said, yeah, he's going to play, but we're not going to tell you, you know, about his health, then I'd be worried. So, yeah, just uh, actually now uh, 26 days away from the start of college basketball season. Tick, 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 tick. So we went through statistic leaders on Monday. But the most important statistic that we care about on the Wednesday show is wins and losses against the spread. Don't hmm. care about overall records. It's just against the spread. We've gotten to the point where there are just a few teams that are left unbeaten, both against the spread or totally beaten against the spread and over-unders. So I'm going to quiz Mikey and see if he can name any of the teams that are still unbeaten. Let's start with still unbeaten against the spread. There are five teams. How many do you think you can name? Unbeaten four of against... them four of them are power five conference teams unbeaten against the spread oh man see pop quiz this is this is some garbage here let's see ucla uh no no, no. in fact I'm, I'm looking down the list here uh no ucla is three and two. Oh damn okay west virginia that's a good shot they are four and one damn but you're on the right track teams that have Exceeded expectations this year. Although one you really can't say that. I'm kind of surprised that they are unbeaten against the spread, considering the off-season hype that went into this team. Well, we know Colorado is not undefeated, undefeated no. against the spread. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, uh, Michigan? You are in the right division of the right conference. Penn State. There you go. Okay. There's another team in that division, actually. That is also unbeaten. Rutgers? You got it. Rutgers <laughs> is five zero and one. They were they were on the they were on the radar there. That's good. That's good. All right, Big Twelve team and a Pac twelve team. Oh, and the Pac twelve. I was looking at UCLA. Um, I'm surprised by this one. Arizona? No, but that that actually they are five and one. That's the way I would look, too. No, it's one of the top teams in the Pac-12. It's not Washington, right? It is not, but you're very close. Washington State. No, no. Uh, Other think, way. About think about Washington's or, opponent. Oregon. There you go. They are 5-0. They have, okay, all right. All right, so now you're down to the Big 12 team and the other Group of five team is a Mountain West school. Wyoming. Uh, no, think about the other Mountain West school that we talked about on Monday that we were. Air Force. Another Mountain West school no. that we were surprised by. <laughs> UNLV. <laughs> there you go. UNLV. There we go. <laughs> Big 12 school. Um, Kansas? Uh, no, again, uh, a top team in the conference. Oklahoma? There you are. They are 6-0. They're the only 6-0 team because the others have only played five games, except for Rutgers, who is 5-0-1. Gotcha. Rutgers pushed on their Michigan game. Yeah, I should have remembered that because I had that push. Let's go to the teams that have yet to win against the spread. There's only two of them. One's in the Big Ten. Big Ten. The other's in the, in the SEC. Minnesota? Uh, no, but you're thinking in the right direction. Again, you're in the right division. Nebraska. Nope. 
man, but you're 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 right. The entire division is probably horrible against the spread. I'd imagine so. Uh, Purdue, I don't know who is it. Yeah. Illinois. Illinois, okay. And then Jeez. the SEC team is probably not surprising at all. Vanderbilt. There you go. They're zero and seven against the spread. Well, I noticed. I noticed the line on that game this week. I was like, "Ooh, I'm, you know, they're hosting." I know. I know who's the opponent. So I'm like, "Man, I don't know if I'm ready to go off that bridge yet." But maybe I should. Good grief! All right, let's look at the overs and unders. Overs. There's three teams that have yet to collect an under. One of those we've just mentioned. UNLV. No, Vanderbilt. Oh, Vanderbilt. So Vanderbilt's losing big all the time, and they're going over. Oh, that's a real bad combination. Yeah, yeah, isn't it? <laughs> uh, there's another team in the SEC. It should be fairly obvious. Oh, man. Well, there's lots of ways we could go with this. That is going over all the time. LSU. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Uh, they are 17 points over the spread on average. Good grief. And the other one, I'm kind of surprised by this, uh, an ACC team that you like to rag on a lot. Oh, that I like to rag on a lot. There's a lot of Boston College. There you are. Wow. <laughs> These are scoring points in the ACC. They're not doing a damn thing else for the league, but they're, they're scoring points. And then there is one team left that has recorded perfect unders. They're in the Pac-12. There is, oh, so the answer was not Iowa. I thought it might have been Iowa. No, they did have one over so far because I've cashed on that. That's that's nice. Under in the Pac-12. And it's not Colorado. <laughs> Nor is it USC. <laughs> Utah? You got it. Gotcha. They're 0-5, and they have been 14.7 points under the total on average. Ooh. So there, those are the only unbeaten teams left in college football in the statistic that really matters. Skimming over my picks real fast, just seeing if there's something I'm missing here. No, I'm, I think I'm good. So you told me before we started rolling, you have slim pickings this week. I have a bundle. Let's see if we have any mortgage plays to keep that mortgage roll we have, which I think is now at, uh, oh no, we lost the one mortgage play. So we are four and one in the last three weeks. Not bad. Not horrible. Um, I'm 0-1 as of this recording. Thanks, App State, for blowing that game last night to Coastal and Boone. That was a really good. Oh, you, you could have got it to overtime and covered it with a touchdown. Come on. Killing me here. Killing me. You, you got to love the Coastal guy who grabbed the beer that was thrown on the field and drank it. That was fantastic. Yeah, the fans were not happy. Uh, Coastal was a little mouthy leaving the field. Somebody threw a beer down. The dude picked it up and drank it. It was fantastic. Everything you love about college sports. (laughs) Fantastic. Um, My first place Friday night, and it's, it's, you know, how can can we resist Coach Prime? Coach Prime, Coach Prime, Coach Prime, Coach Prime, Coach Prime, Coach Prime, Coach Prime. I'm not taking a, I'm not taking a side on this. Um, I think the I think the Stanford offense is going to give the Colorado defense some fits. I think they're going to be able to throw some stuff at them that they're not ready for. Colorado's going to get up and down the field. They've got enough athletes to to get some points on the board. I'm going over 16 and a half uh, for the Friday night tilt between Colorado and Stanford. Oh no! And to start out with, we're on opposite sides of this. 
Oh, wow. I've got se- I got seven more plays to talk about here, and, and, and we're on the opposite side. Though. Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding you. I have a feeling, just watching that Arizona State-Colorado game, that this is another game Colorado will not get up for. Even if Travis Hunter plays, I don't see Stanford being able to score that much against Colorado. And I think Colorado will make enough dumb mistakes to keep Stanford in the game. Yeah, Troy Taylor will flux some Deion Sanders. He'll he'll coach him up and down the field. And it wouldn't surprise me. I almost took Stanford plus 11 and a half. And then I decided because the total kept going up, I decided to take the under at 60 and a half. Stanford keeps this game close all game long. I can't believe we're on the opposite sides already. Please tell me we're on the same side on this game. This is I thought this was the easiest play of, of the weekend. Michigan State Rutgers under 39 and a half. Rutgers is going to hold the ball for 40 minutes. They're going to grind this out and squeeze it down to nothing. Michigan State's going to get nothing here. Put the women and children to bed, FCC violations, all this stuff. Michigan State and Rutgers way under 39 and a half. You are absolutely correct. We have a mortgage play on that Okay, one. just making sure. I don't need to say another word. You explained it perfectly. Here's the over-under. How many minutes will Rutgers control the ball if i put it at 37 minutes do you go over or under the minute total i'll say i I might make the the point total and the minute total the same i think i'd go over i think there's a chance (laughs) we're gonna hold it for 40 minutes (laughs) oh that's that's a great bet what happened what is more rutgers time of possession or total points scored in the game that's really good that's that's really good stuff I'm just realizing that I I wound up with a ton of plays, a ton, relatively speaking, plays in the Big Ten this week. Um, Big noon Saturday, Michigan hosting Indiana. I talked them up on Monday. Michigan's not messing around at all. They haven't played anybody, but the extent of which they have taken care of business all season long is very impressive. And Indiana's trash. I see no reason for that to change this week. I like the number here. It's a lot. It's a, a huge number. But it's not 34, it's 33 and a half. I'm going to take Michigan minus 33 and a half. They're going to blow Indiana out here. And if they can do it by five touchdowns, fantastic. I actually looked at the other side, but it wasn't enough to make me play it. That's just a big, big number. Here's a stat for you. Michigan's defense has not defended a first and goal all season long. Wow. I don't care if I don't care if you're playing Our Lady of the Lake and and directional tech A and M. You're you know six weeks into the season now and you haven't defended a first and goal. You haven't had a fluke penalty back there. You haven't had a, a turnover that gave the other team good field position. They ain't playing around. They do not let you get anything. They snuff you out. Love Michigan. Michigan's gonna kick the crap out of Indiana. Uh, speaking of kicking the crap out of teams, uh, you brought this one up on Monday. Penn State hosting god-awful UMass. As much as I want to take the, the side here, I'm, I'm not going to do it. Penn State has bigger fish to fry. They've got a game against Ohio State next week that is, um, is of very, very, very grand importance. They're going to have better things to do than, than go out and, and run it up on UMass. I don't think, I don't think the Minutemen score here, so I'm going to go under – 54 and a half. Penn State's going to win this game 45 nothing, 48 nothing, something like that. But I think they call off the dogs just to make sure everybody's in prime uh, prime position for next week. 
Actually, I see 55 across the board, and we have a second mortgage play. Boom. We'll take the 55. And for the same reasons. Yeah, that look ahead to Ohio State wouldn't surprise me if their scrubs are in in early third quarter. And I, too, don't think Massachusetts is going to find a way to score. No. They, they, they might score negative points. If it's at all possible, they could score negative points, yes. Game of the day, I, I, I'm, I'm taking it. Washington hosting Oregon. Pac-12, Armageddon. Literally, it's the, end, it's the end of the conference that's happening this year. And this may be the biggest game in the conference this season. The, the game's in Seattle, three-point home favorite. It's, it's, a, it's a pick them on a neutral field. That place is hell to play in Seattle. It's going to be a super, super white-hot crowd. And I think Michael Penix is just a little bit better than Bo Nix, and I think he's the difference in the game. I'll lay the three points. I'm going to take the Huskies. My God, we have three mortgage plays in a row. Oh, my goodness. Remember, Michael Penix, better than Bo Nix. It's been a while. But remember, this is Bo Nix we're talking about. He still has a little bit of that Auburn gook hanging off of him. And it wouldn't (laughs) surprise me if it comes back here in a really tough place to play. Yes, I love Washington at just a field goal. Yeah, I think it's good value. What is the total number you have on this next atrocity? Uh, I mean, this is this is war crimes here. Iowa going to Wisconsin. Is it 33 and a half? I've got 34 and a half. Does that make you 34 and a half. Okay. or sadder? It doesn't, it, it doesn't matter because I'm not taking the total. But when it, there's a total that low and one team's getting double digits, I'm going to take the double digits. Give me Iowa plus 10. It's, it may be first to 10 wins. I mean, it, this is going to be just an absolute bowling shoe ugly football game. And I just think 10 points in such a low-scoring game is way too much. The final might be seven to six, but ten points is way too much. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna happily take those points and take Iowa. You know, I didn't even look at that, but that's a great thought process, especially considering the total's thirty-four and a half. I mean, that's less than five touchdowns for crying out loud. You, you tell me, twenty-one to ten, that or, or 20, uh, twenty-four to ten, twenty-three to twelve. I mean, that's a lot of points in that game. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm I'm taking the over. I think they can do it somehow because I think both defenses might score in this game. There's That's 14 fair point. right there. That's a fair point. And all you need is 35. 21-14 is not an outlandish offensive display, but it covers the over. Yeah, and that's and that's why I stayed off the total because because I, I do think there will be a at least one defensive touchdown if not more and at that point then you're really not talking about a lot of points that's why I thought ten was just way too many in such a game. So I am taking the over and here's another bet to watch: Will the defenses outscore the offenses in this game? Mm-hmm. Last play for me. This is a historical shit show of a game it's probably my favorite recurring sec rivalry because there's always something stupid that happens in this game auburn on the road at lsu an lsu whose defense is just optional i guess auburn they played georgia 
really, really good at home a few weeks back. I think that's going to give them some confidence going forward, and I don't think that LSU and Death Valley is going to be this uh, this big, you know, uh, monster facing them now. They, I don't think they'll be scared of LSU, especially LSU defense has been so so lethargic over the last few weeks. I think Auburn keeps this close. Six of the last seven defi- decided by less than a touchdown. It's a strange series. Weird things happen. Libraries burn down. Les Miles tries to uh, to run out the clock by throwing the ball when they're trailing and all they need is a field goal. Um, we've got hurricane games. We have um, Auburn intercepting LSU five times in the fourth quarter. Uh, all sorts of weird things happen in this in this series. I expect nothing less than uh, Death Valley Saturday night. But I'm going to take the points, and I'm going to take Auburn plus 11. That's a lot of points in such a weird game. Man, you almost talked me into that game, but I couldn't pull the trigger on it. But it makes perfect sense. I love your logic, and I would definitely be on that side if I had to. That's it. That's my plays. All right, so we've got three mortgage plays. Michigan State Rutgers under 39.5. UMass Penn State under 55. Two horrible, horrible games. And then, thankfully, we give you some entertainment with Washington minus three against Oregon. Wow, it's just you know, I've, I've got you, uh, I've only got seven new plays here, and we're, we're on the same side on three. We're opposite sides on one. It's, it's just crazy. And we have a one that you can parlay. My God, that's yeah, exactly. ugly parlay. Oh, absolute garbage. Iowa and the over. All right, I have a bundle here. I think it's 18 in total, and that includes Florida International plus two. Uh, They are losing right now at halftime badly, but there's just something that tells me there might be a comeback in the future. But they look good good losing, though. They're they're running the ball well. I don't understand how they're down 21, how they got down 21-0 in the first quarter. Don't understand. Anyway, I'm going to start out on Thursday. In what is now an interesting Big 12 matchup, West Virginia traveling to Houston. Houston, the dog at home by three points. I'm not buying into West Virginia yet. They may win this game, but I think Houston plays them tough. I'll take a full field goal at home. Houston plus three. I think you are 100% on the right side. I just didn't trust Houston quite enough to pull the trigger. Uh, see, and that's, I don't trust West Virginia on the road as a favorite to pull the trigger that way. That's fair. They won at TCU. I'm stretching here. But. Yeah, I did. TCU's not that good this year. Uh, spoiler, as we'll find out in just a bit. Oh, okay. On Friday, we already mentioned I've got Stanford, Colorado under. Mikey has Stanford, Colorado over. That Oof. total is 60 and a half. I also have Memphis plus four and a half against Tulane in a big American shootout. Once again, it's a matter of taking the home dog in what should be a very tight football game. I'm shocked by this line. Tulane is not that good. Mm. Then we go to Saturday. If there's a game that Mikey definitely must watch for the cosmic fireball potential, it's North Carolina State and Duke. Oh, Jesus Christ. You're on that game. <laughs> Riley Leonard not going to play. I guess the linemakers don't understand how good Riley Leonard is for this team. 
Duke is still a three and a half point favorite. I'm not buying this at all. I'm taking North Carolina State plus three and a half. It wouldn't surprise me if Duke loses this game by double digits. Ooh, wow. I'm not that confident in NC State's ability, but uh, it does look like that they are going to uh, go to MJ Morris and sit Brennan Armstrong and, and reset the offense here. Maybe a win in the locker room. We'll see how State reacts if they, uh, if they do indeed pull that trigger. Interesting game in the ACC. Brennan Armstrong is another one of those quarterbacks who's a system guy. He can dink and dunk, but it doesn't mean he's a good quarterback. It just means he can find a receiver five yards down the field. Going to the SEC for my next couple of plays, Missouri and Kentucky playing each other after big games the previous week. I'm looking at the total on this one. It's 51 and a half. That seems awfully low. You know what Missouri can do. I think Kentucky will be relieved to not have to play the Georgia defense. I'm going over the total of 51 and a half. Mm, okay, I, can, I, I see the logic there. I do wonder if Kentucky can bottle up Missouri. We'll see, though. It'll be a good game. Next SEC game on my card, it's Florida at South Carolina. Florida's trash. This number's too low. It's not that I trust Spencer Rattler and the Gamecocks, but two and a half points they should be able to cover at home against a bad Florida Gator team. What caught my eye was like Florida, a, a dog against South Carolina. Wait a minute. We should say Florida beat Tennessee. We should take Florida here. And then I started doing all the transitive stuff, and it, it threw me off the loop. That's probably, that game right there is probably why I don't have like four more plays. This week. <laughs> because that line was such a what? And I know I have to shut everything else down. Hey, by the way, have you seen the travails of Anthony Richardson with the Indianapolis Colts? And does it surprise you at all? I know he, he was banged up in week one. He's banged up again now. AC joint, IR, all that stuff. Uh, no, Can't not throw really. the ball. Yeah. He's an incredible athlete. He'd probably be a great kick returner for two weeks until he got hurt, but he's not a quarterback in the NFL. And I never thought he was. We've understood the, the first-round height behind him last year did not make any sense. Great athletic talent. Okay, that, that's beautiful. You know, let him play basketball. You know, uh, Again, let him be a kick returner. Let him try to be Debo Samuels, but he's not a quarterback. Not that Bryce Young has been any great shakes as the number one overall pick. Stroud's looking good, though. So he is. That's surprising to me on that bad of a team. He's looking pretty good. Yeah, I agree. Good for him. Next on my list are the two of the mortgage plays, Michigan state Rutgers under 39 and a half UMass Penn state under 55 and a half. Will UMass cross midfield? Ooh, it's <laughs> a very good question. Not in the first half. <laughs> okay. There we go. There we go. Big boy statement. There we go. My next game, Iowa State plus four and a half against Cincinnati. I think Iowa State might be turning their season around. You know, they, they spent the entire first half of the season in the offseason trying to figure out who was gambling on their team and what the line was. I think they're <laughs> done with that now, and they're actually playing football. This is a nice spot, plus four and a half on the road against a bad Cincinnati team. Yeah, welcome to the Big 12, Cincinnati. We'll see about Iowa State. No, no good, no good read on the game. Navy traveling to Charlotte. They're a three-point favorite. Charlotte, horrendous defense. Navy, 
I believe, has found a running game that they can rely on week after week after week. Yes, they're on the road, but this is only a field goal, and we're talking about Charlotte here, for crying out loud. Navy, minus three. Uh, I can't talk you out of that one for sure. Charlotte's trash. Next two games are, actually the next three games are in the Pac-12. We already talked about Washington minus three against Oregon. Next, I'm looking at UCLA and Oregon State. I'm taking over 53 and a half. Everybody looks at Oregon State's defense and thinks that's the center of this team. But if you look at how they played against bad defenses, and I think UCLA is one of those, They can light it up. They put up 52 against California this past week. UCLA, I think, is looking for a breakout game, and this could be it against Oregon State. I'll take 53-and-a-half and and go over that total. Hmm, okay. That's Cal Cal with that total. We'll see. Yeah, I know. It was Cal. But that, that was interesting. I almost grabbed Cal this week. They've got a new freshman quarterback in. Might be worth looking at them for the next few weeks. Okay. Last game on my uh, Pac-12 slate, it's Arizona plus eight against Washington State. I'm taking the dive on the Wildcats, and I may do this for the next few weeks until the line catches up with them. I think Arizona might be the best non-big team in the Pac-12. They, so what would that give them, sixth, seventh place in the Pac-12? Something like that, yeah. I think they're right there. They're- there's something there. There's something there with the Arizona team. I don't know what it is, but they've, they've got something brewing. Uh, we talked about TCU, and I'm playing against them at home. Host BYU. The line is six for TCU. Heck, this could be wrong team favored. I'm taking BYU plus six and saying TCU will continue to disappoint. Oof. BYU got their big road win against... Uh... Arkansas last month. I just don't know if they got it in them again to, to get another one. I don't know. Uh, and I saw Chandler Morris is out as well for TCU, which isn't that big of a deal. I Again, great athlete, bad quarterback. I'm just hoping that is not addition by subtraction for TCU. That's fair. Talked about Iowa and Wisconsin over 34 and a half. Both defenses will score. They may outscore both offenses. <laughs> Final two games, back to the Big 12. Texas Tech minus 2.5 against Kansas State. Uh, Texas Tech lost Tyler Schall about three weeks ago, and nobody noticed. That offense runs on automatic. They've got five quarterbacks who can throw for 280 yards on that team and is just plug and play. Not sure Kansas State is that good. We saw last week they lost. I think they're going to lose surprisingly here as well. Texas Tech, minus two and a half. Uh, I think that's the play. I saw a stat early. If you go back today, or you take every every team and reverse their one-possession decisions, Texas Tech's unbeaten. Oh, wow. They've been that close. They've been that close. Even even with shout out, um, yeah, it's been that close. And finally, just because we have to, because we're degenerates, there is a late-night get-back game. It is on the island. It is on CBS Sports Network. I'm taking San Diego State and Hawaii over 53 because if you're going to root for something, you might as well root for offense. Root for the points on the island. I can deal with that. So that's my slate. That's Mikey's slate. We have three mortgage plays. Running by you one more time. Michigan State and Rutgers under 39 and a half. 
UMass and Penn State under 55, and Washington minus three against Oregon. It's a good trio. So we'll come back on Monday, talk about all the entertaining games that have happened, and look forward to the next week to come. I have nothing else, Mikey. Why don't you just send us home? Drawing a blank. I mean, but hell, it, let's just you know take it to the to the NLDS because the the Braves are apparently going to go out like a bunch of chicken shits against the uh, against the Phillies for uh, for but, Bryce but Harper. You, for, you don't you don't want to try famous UMass football players? No, I'm not. No, I'm not doing that. I'm not in the mood <laughs> to do that. Uh, for 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 Tug McGraw, for Bryce Harper. For, for Darren Dalton, John Crook, Lenny Dykstra, Mickey Morandini, Dave Hollins, all those assholes, and Rocky Balboa. That's the best producer in the business, Alan Caps on Mikey Watson. We'll be back Monday to break it down, figure out where we're at uh, on, after week seven of the college football season, count some money, all that stuff right here on Sixth Year Senior.